tonight on Chip Chasing, we fire our single entry bullet in the NFC Silver Bullet Contest. I'm going to be at the helm here getting advice from the boys. What do we do? We only get one shot at this. There's a $5,000 individual league prize and a $50,000 grand prize. Let's do it. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. <laughs> Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you <laughs> kidding me? Canaries <laughs> Tony? You can't handle the heat. Hey, it looks like we're finally at this point. You're right. <laughs> all right. All right. Ship chasing draft season. We are off to the races the past two nfc drafts we've done our best ball drafts tonight fellas we are going to be uh doing a managed league though it's time to roll up our sleeves and uh and get to work here yeah i'm excited uh single entry managed league tournament first time we've done that i know it's uh it's fun everyone always is asking for unique contest structures uh this one is definitely one of the better structures out there as far as being able to realize your edge you know being able to get a big prize but not having to compete against hundreds of thousands of entries so uh i'm looking forward to this one gretch i know you've had this one circled on your calendar for a while as well yeah it's a really cool format i think uh the single entry i mean one of the things about the main event we love doing it but you have some guys that are um really good at uh, playing a like a portfolio in that structure obviously people have gotten a lot more comfortable with portfolio drafting through best ball but for a long time there have been people that have done lots of main events managed portfolios uh i think the 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 adps and, and like where people land in in main events tends to be a little bit i think wilder than than even like uh, what we see in best ball and stuff and so there's there's people that manage a lot of portfolios get a lot of values or try to get a lot of values because they know they're you know doing stuff over the course of a portfolio, right? And they build a bunch of different teams, uh, and and they're incredibly skilled at it as well. They're also making calls. I'm not trying to like you know like minimize that, but they're uh, it is definitely different when you're doing like ten main event teams or twenty versus people that are doing a hundred plus, right? And and managing this whole portfolio. This is a, a setup where everybody gets one shot, right? So you've got to go get your guys. You're not playing against. Uh, the very best, uh, you know, portfolio type drafters that I was describing. Um, I don't know. I'm making that sound worse than it is, or like more <laughs> than it is. But you're not you're not playing against those guys in every single one of your leagues, you know, because it's a it's a single entry. So it's it's kind of cool. Yep. So we do have this is a twelve hundred dollar buy in. Our draft tonight is is full. Uh, by the way, uh, that's going to kick off here in ten minutes. But wanted to cover some of the settings, and I will say if you do want to draft with us in uh, some contests. We are going to be doing primetime drafts the next two Wednesdays at 8 p.m. That is their other high-stakes tournament. Um, there's, it looks like, three spots left in our draft next Wednesday. We're drafting with the Buckeye Boomers. You guys might remember uh, Josh and Evan, a.k.a. Essential, who have uh, done streams with us before. And then we will be drafting with Davis two weeks uh, from tonight. So both of those two spots left in the Davis draft, three spots left. We got a link down below to the NFFC site. If you want to message me to confirm you're in the right draft, feel free to do it, but it's the 8 PM prime time. Uh, and those will be the next two Wednesday nights, but to kind of look at some of the format that we're working with tonight, guys. So we do have 20 rounds. We still got the third round reversal. We got the six point passing 
TD. Um, max entries in this contest is going to be 252. Um, any other things you guys are kind of thinking about specifically that might be unique to this format? What what draft slot did we get? We got the four. And by the way, people asking, right, right. we did set our, our KDS for this. So we uh, we yeah. got the 104 uh, for our draft tonight. I like the four. The four is pretty good. Yeah. It is. Hold on. Uh, with third round reversal, a little bit less appealing, right? Like there's a little bit of a difference between what you would get 304 and whatever. Three. Not that much of a difference. I don't know. The third round is like, and the, honestly, the early fourth, um, since I'm still taking Brees. So the early fourth, I'm, I'm <laughs> the early fourth. So, you know. Yeah, I saw uh, our guy, Ron Stewart. He's been doing a bunch of nffc drafts and he sent i think he had a tweet yesterday that i sent over to you guys with some of the uh different new prices after the free agent signing so he had uh ramondre went 405 Brees went 504 in this uh slightly oh, wow. different format but um still a, a good comp here dalvin 703 uh hn 902 mostert 1209 wilson 1304 Gainwell 1004, Penny 1005. So you actually got a Gainwell flippening of Penny there, and then Zeke went 1404. I actually did that in a best ball draft, and then I was like, that was stupid. But <laughs> that was what I, I tried tried it out. I it, happened in, uh, it happened in a yeah, main exactly. I did Tuesday night as well that I wrote up for stealing signal subscribers, and I was like, I, I wrote it up sort of the way you did, where I was like, I was surprised and excited because I was the one who got Penny on the on the other one, so I was I was pretty stoked. Yep. Yeah, I think Penny can still go ahead. He just has such high, you know, the the talent profile is so good. But um, I mean, I think Gainwell's good. So it's like I kind of want to be kind of taking Gainwell before he rises to the point. Like if he is going to flip Penny, I want to be in on him before that flipping. But uh, I mean, Sean Sean had us take Kenneth Gainwell today as our fifth running back after taking four running backs through eight rounds and uh, aggressively drafting Gainwell. So yeah, I, I noticed Sean has what uh, round? been a, uh, I think we took him in like the 12th or 13th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That feels pretty... right. I've been trying to get him in the 12th or 13th. 13th is hard to get sometimes now. You yeah. Really gotta, if you want him, you got to do the 12th. I did the 11th when I did this. Yeah. I, definitely I was like smashing him too. Like, it was like one of those things where I like didn't even, I was like, Ooh, Gainwell, I got to make sure I get him. And then I took him and then I was like, Penny was there. You idiot. Did, did you guys listen though to the ETR pod with Jimmy Kemsky breaking down the Eagles running back situation with Adam and Evan? Did you guys no, I need that? I need to listen to that. What? Yeah, it's interesting. Just all the Gainwell love because if you listen to that, you actually come away more hyped about DeAndre Swift uh, mm. than than anyone. The way he was talking about it, and he was talking about how a lot of the usage that people were getting excited about with Gainwell, it was because they were specifically running their hurry up. Um, and you know, their, uh, two minute drill type stuff, which obviously is an issue for Swift, right? If he's not playing in that, but he still had said Swift looks the best of those guys, the most explosive, the guy he thinks is going to have the biggest impact was kind of his read on it. So okay, that's kind of the push pull. Like, yeah, it might be a committee, but he did say like Swift looks really good at camp. I do think that Swift has shown over his entire career, like a real inconsistency um in terms of success rate and stuff that i don't i don't think he's gonna like cure and therefore there's probably another back here getting work on early downs mm -hmm. so i think there's another like swift might be the the right answer 
um, in some ways and could easily pay off his ADP. But even if he does, I feel like he's going to leave room for one of these other backs in the double-digit rounds to, to have value. One of the themes of some of the stuff I've been writing lately is that, I mean, I don't think we should underreact to this type of news, but I do think every team's situations are different. And I do think while there are examples like Isaiah Pacheco that come to mind, where like, yeah, there was a lot of news in August and, and all these things happened. There are also a lot of examples where not even necessarily because the news was wrong in August, probably. Like, I just think the decision wasn't made yet. Like, these players yeah. play into these roles in season, even. Yeah. And Josh Jacobs comes to mind, and everyone talks about the the Hall of Fame game usage. I'm not even really referring to that because I don't – I mean, like, every coach is going to do things differently, like I just said. But Jacobs played his uh, two of his three lowest snapshots of the year in weeks one and two – or two of his three lowest route shares, maybe it was. He wasn't getting the pass work right away to start the year either. Uh, Brandon Bolden ran it like a decent amount of routes in week one, I think maybe a season high. But Jacobs immediately consolidated the work by like week three or week four by being better than those guys in season, which does happen. And I think everything that we've seen from the Eagles, to me, the way that I'm reading it is like, this is a situation where I want to bet on talent and the players that I think can win the jobs on the field basically. And I, I do think they're all very good. That's the issue think, for me is that I think they're all yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. But I think Penny is the clearest profile. He's the biggest back. He's always been really good both before and after contact. And he's been in, you know, pretty good running situations, but now he moves to the, behind the best offensive line with Jalen Hurts there. Like I, just, I feel like Penny is going to run so effectively that he's going to get work. I don't know how the Swift and Gainwell stuff will, will parse, but like Penny's got to have a role in that backfield. Like, to your to your point on the Jacobs thing, like he's not there right now, right? They can't they can't work out a contract situation. You know what would have helped if they picked up his fifth year option, which they didn't do, right? And so like that because they came in, they were like, we're not sure what this, we're not sure, we we don't know, we don't know with Josh Jacobs. So yeah. I, I I think that read of it's right that they they didn't know until in season last year that they were like, yeah, this guy's this guy's what we're looking for yeah i like this take in the chat um what if none of the eagles uh is the rb you need uh i would be absolutely stunned i, I think yeah. one of these guys if not two are going to absolutely scorch their adp uh, i i think we can continue to kind of like split hairs on who's the best cost adjusted bet but we know how good this rushing offense is. One thing Jimmy Kemsky was talking about on that pod too is how their screen game is going to be lethal yeah. this year. Talking about how athletic the offensive line is and how when defenses have to respect Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, like they're just going to be able to dial up screen stuff. I mean, both Kenny Gainwell and Swift can cook in the screen game too. So I, I would be stunned if we don't get league winners. For this is, especially when you're talking about, I mean, it, maybe it manages a little bit tricky and a little bit harder for us, but. For sure, much in best ball. Harder. There's, there's, there's gonna be running back points that are gonna hit in best ball and weak winners too, man. Like yeah, that's the thing with these backs. Weeks. There's gonna be big weeks from these running backs. There's gonna be touchdowns. There's gonna be points in this offense. We saw them put away games with the running game last year. I think we can count on them to do that again. Um, it's gonna be difficult to project, you know, weekly what the Eagles are gonna do. But I think in most games they're gonna put up points. Yeah. So yeah, I would be kind of shocked. I mean, honestly, if if it isn't any of these backs, like, I guess it's because like Jalen Hurts just goes nuclear in the fancy playoffs, and like maybe one of these guys helps you advance, and then 
it's kind of like Jacobs, so they they leave you cold in the playoffs or something. But that's really the only like disaster scenario I can foresee for yeah. all of them. You know, yeah, individually you can make cases for sure. All it right. does seem like ADP is moving toward these projections. The different beat reporters have oh, I've seen the different tweets that are like, oh, I would put it this way, one, two, three, four. I'd put it this way, one, two, three, four, and they're all different. Every time I see one, it's different. And I think that's just again reflective of the fact that like these guys are guessing on something that's probably not decided yet. They're mm-hmm. and they're and they're trying they're doing the best they can, and we appreciate the fantasy community. But the community is reacting to those like, oh, Gainwell's one on this chart. Like, he's there. I kind of think the community should react to it, but just keep reacting. You know what I mean? Like, Fair. don't stop reacting because it isn't yeah. decided, and it will be mm. decided at some point. But like, I think it's okay to kind of like flow with the the wind again because i think all these guys are good yeah that's fair yeah the other thing too about you know it's and this is why there's discounts on so many ambiguous backfields because people want clarity so bad guys like you're looking at two of the most like injury prone running backs in the league and deandre swift and rashad penny like things will clear up even from a managed standpoint because i see a lot of like oh i only want them in best ball or whatever no no no. (laughs) i want these guys in managed leagues like there is going to be volatility and chaos here and you are going to get some very clean starts from these guys i think you're right about that yeah um speaking of clean starts what's the uh what's the 104 thought yeah i mean you're you're probably we're talking cupper or tyree kill right that's sort of where i'm at with it yeah yeah and that is our choice we have here as the board goes jefferson chase mccaffrey i'm good with either you guys got a lean i kind of yeah 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 i i like cup here too i'm I'm gonna go with cup people forget all right cooper cup come on down Hopefully that hammy holds up, but I mean, we, we've talked through it. Like his uh, his ceiling, probably in the Jefferson range, right? I, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for the people in the chat, no, this is not tight end premium. Yes, this is six point passing TDs. It's also instead, of, what is it, twenty five yards for a point? It's twenty yards for a point. So there's also a little boost to the passing yardage as well. And the and the pocket passers do get a nice benefit from both the passing yardage and the six point passing TDs. They can like. I would in this format I would move up Mahomes, I would move up Herbert, I would move up Burrow, I would, you know, any of those types of, of quarterbacks are better in, in this type of format. Yeah. The uh in the starting lineup requirements, you got one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex, uh team kicker, team defense, and then ten bench spots. So Pretty, uh, you know, similar to our 34-round best ball drafts we did, uh, but this is, of course, managed. But And you can't lock us out on Team Kicker this draft. Yeah. Yes. Beware of the, the kicker avalanche. You know, we'll, I, we'll probably be able to survive that tonight. Man, Amon Tra- Ra is – the steam is real, boys. Well, Amon Ra had a leg injury today, didn't he? That was did nothing. he really? There was something – yeah, there was a little underdog blurb that I saw. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to check it out. I don't, I don't know if I'm like – naturally contrarian or naturally optimistic but my whole thing with these injuries is i'm like the other way like i just pretend like none of them are a big deal like david's like oh Traylon burks is done for the year uh today i'm just like oh he's gonna be fine like he'll, he'll be back or whatever like that one looked I, I bad i thought he was gonna be done for the year for a minute and then i was like oh maybe it's his hammy maybe it's a sprain i was doing yeah. that i was like coping real hard it was a sprain 
Yeah. Well, the, we, you know, Davis gave uh, Justin Ross his eulogy uh, two days ago that Justin Ross <laughs> is back at practice making plays today. So just like, can we maybe just just wait for a little They need bit to stop with the carted off stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. if, you're not carted off if you get in the front seat because you have cramps. That's not being carted off. Jalen well, Brooks was carted off. That's a real card off. Some of the old uh, – the veterans that we have that are, that are former NFL players that are like commenters now have – tweeted about this where like at camp it's different than being carted off in the game where in the game like they if you can walk you, you kind of need to walk off the field so the game can continue you get carted off it's probably serious in camp it's like this is just an effective way to get like the training room is way across campus far away. and like and we have to like move you around and we have no reason to not just drive the cart up and pick you up and drive you off and so the whole cart off thing is like it's yeah. not even real it's like it's, it's far it's, away by the way it's fucking august it's hot yeah. it's hot out no one wants to have to walk a long way. And if you have even a tweak, they don't want you to. They don't want. Yeah. You why would they make that. you walk yeah. at all? Right. You're yeah. you're slightly injured. You might be. You might be, literally, thirsty. They've got like really seventy five carts and all these equipment managers sitting around. Like they got to make their money. So I'm like, go pick someone <laughs> up. Like let's, yeah. let's, we need to drive somebody. Do not say cart it off if Justin Ross has got like a fucking side cramp. Please. Jeez. We we need and. You know, these days too, we need to like specify what kind of cart this is. It might be the drink cart, you know, like it just, it, this might be just like one of those little <laughs> golf carts. This isn't necessarily like we're rushing you to the hospital kind of cart. Could yeah, I, I mean, Red Bull. Justin yeah. Ross might have been getting his cart and serving water ice. And we got to hear how the <laughs> cart's out for Justin Ross. Um, we got the the wide receivers flying here in the second round. We see A.J. Brown, uh, Barkley comes off, then Garrett Wilson, then Jalen Waddle, then Chubb, Devontae Adams. Uh, I'm on the clock here in three picks. Uh, I've been curious about where Pollard might settle now that Zeke finally landed in New, in New England, and if that was really holding him down a little. Interesting to see him at 10 here. That's the highest I've seen, RB4. He might. I think he, might I think he was being there. held down. Yeah, yeah. I, think he, I think he heads up to the one-two turn. I there's no real difference between him and Chubb, except that I like Pollard better. That, the difference is that I would <laughs> take Pollard. <laughs> so, so yeah, Alave goes. I mean, it's it's Devonta Smith, T. Higgins. Otherwise, you're taking a plunge into the running backs, which is tough. Considering the kind of value that's falling right now, I, yeah. I think I lean Devonta. I actually have Higgins ahead of Devonta at this point, but I like really? I like Peter, both. Good. Yeah. I would go Devonta personally. Okay. All right, let's do. We got two Devonta. All right, yeah. The it is it is crazy too how much even with you know I'm comparing it to I guess this is a pretty standard like this if this looked like an underdog you know best ball board like that wouldn't shock you you know this is actually pretty I guess Eckler going ahead of Hill but everything else um, you get some Pollard steam there. Carol in the chat says Tyreek at six, the absolute still St. Brown at nine um, getting the, the lulls there. I don't know. Yeah. I guess like St. Brown, I mean, Gretch, don't you have St. Brown ahead of like Diggs and, and AJ Brown yeah. there too? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am. I have him ranked wide receiver five. I have him ranked there, which uh, and I, I have Garrett six and i mean but i've as i've written about that and i and I, I haven't i just released my running back tiers like right up where i write about each of the tiers i'll write more about the wide receivers when i get to that uh but the, yeah the running backs are up today 
as I write through that tier, I'm basically going to say that that's that it's it's all kind of very close to me. I just want to be prioritizing those guys when I yeah. really think about it. So we see Mark Andrews first tight end off the board to the St. Brown uh, Jalen Waddle drafter also have the three elite quarterbacks off the board, Mahomes, Hertz, and Josh Allen Gibbs. Um, and we are fastly approaching our, our third round pick. We have hit the third round reversal element. So the CD lamb, AJ Brown drafter grabbed Jalen hurts at the start of the third. And then the Diggs Barkley drafter stacked it up with Josh Allen. So what are we looking at here? What's the top of the 80? Yeah. So with my ranks over here as well, go ahead, Pete. Yeah, no, no, I was just gonna like purely I'm I'm in the NFC applet here, but you got yep. Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, uh Joe Burrow, Ramondre, uh, and then you got like Debo, ETN, Brees Hall. So wide receiver, Debo comes off the board. So I think Keenan is probably our is uh, the collective best uh wide receiver, unless you want to dip into the running back picks. I think you yeah, certainly so, could. Yeah, I have Keenan, but then you then you also have I mean, I still think Ramondre is is fine in this range, but like you could go to ETN even, and then try to get Ramondre in the wrap. Like, yeah, because Ramondre went four hundred five uh, in an NFC draft yesterday, which which makes me kind of want to push it a little bit. Where are you guys at on Jacobs? You're, you're down further down on him. But if so, if we like multiple backs, what if we took Keenan and then tried to push that's my thought. try to get one of the backs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like Keenan. I'm gonna do that, and then yeah, because I think I think I'm still Ramondre over Jacobs. I still am too, but I I wrote about him today, Pat, and was like, I've been back and forth on Jacobs, and I don't really know where I'm gonna wind up landing at any point, basically. Yeah, I need to do the legendary running back article, which I'm hoping to have out next week. So I feel like I'll have my thoughts crystallized on those guys a little bit more. Ramondre's in kind of the just like the. The, the spreadsheet that I have on it reminds me he's never actually popped that much. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious to dive into it. Yeah. Um, that'll be good. I'm excited to read yeah. that. Uh, the Ramondre dream dies. He goes to the Jonathan Taylor and chase drafter at the end of the third, the team out of the one hole is pissing yellow with us. Justin Jefferson, T Higgins, Jerry, Judy, our start through three Cooper cup, Devonta Smith, Keenan Allen, and then Travis Etienne comes off the board. So maybe not as many running back discounts as there were yesterday on NFC. But Jacob mm-hmm. still sits there. Yep. And Brees. Jacobs and Brees still <laughs> sit there. You're kind of in this tight end dead zone uh, after Andrews comes off the board. I got kind of uh, a wide receiver tier as well. So Lamar Jackson. Right is is available on the board still as well, or Burrow because of the the it, that's why Herbert went so high. The the passing stats being a little bit different, you could argue maybe Burrow in this format. I think it's those guys, or it's Brees or Jacobs. That's sort of where I see. Yep. It. What do you guys think? I, I agree with you. I I, I kind of want to do Lamar, but if if someone wants to pound the table for Jacobs, I'm I'm not going to put up a fight. I'm, I mean, Jacobs is not who I would pound the table for. What do you think, Gretch? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Lamar can play. I, I, I think I would take Burrow over Lamar in this format. Really? I mean, yeah. it kind of stings if you didn't go Higgins if we're going to do that, though. The, and yeah. and we do have the backdoor 
stack stuff still available. Lamar Lamar is still a good a good play. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I would I would rather do Lamar a, than Burrow. If you're, and yeah. I still actually do have Lamar projected meaningfully higher in six point per TD on my projections. It doesn't change for passing yards, but yeah, I, I think that's good. I want to check my projections for that, and uh, I I thought Burrow might have moved up closer to him in in that format. He doesn't in my projections, which I mean that's not the end all be all, but. If Jackson's offense passes more this year, which is the talk, and that's how I projected it, like he looks, he looks fine in this format. Yeah, we take uh, we take Jackson there, so we go Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, Keenan Allen, Lamar Jackson. Um, I do think you you see how much the quarterbacks do get pushed up here. The the Herbert um, pick going even ahead of Jackson there, which I, th- I think is defensible, but I I do really like getting Jackson in this spot here. But Chat's asking who did Pat actually want. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> is there any doubt? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know why it's confusing, but yeah. Lamar <laughs> is someone that I take a ton of, and I would I'm taking him generally ahead of Brees Hall. So I totally fine with Lamar. But if we were gonna it gets to the point where like once Jacobs falls enough to where I can just justify taking Brees, I'd just rather take Brees. Because I feel like the ceiling is just so much higher on Brees Hall. Like I really do feel that way. Even, I, but just stop talking about guys yeah, that are still dude. on the board. How many? Is this your first well, stream? Comes all the way back. Jesus. Like this is the first time. I mean, okay, but like that's he not literally went there. in the he went in the in the mid fifth in the draft. Yeah, we're in the late fifth. I, as soon as we passed on, it was over. We, we're in the we knew fourth that. round, Pat. He went in the mid fifth. He went like two picks. From he went at five oh six in the draft. There's no way Brees Hall was getting late fifth. Get, come on. We soon we had the decision with him there, and if we didn't take him, he wasn't coming back. Rule number one of streaming high stakes draft: you don't talk about players you want that are still on the board. Rule number one. All right. Well, <laughs> he was not coming back. We knew that. I will say Javante Williams going ahead of Brees Hall. Now that That's a bold uh, is wild. Yeah. I also think Justin Herbert going where he did, even in this format, was a big a big one. There are we're getting the swings that you get in these single entry formats that are. I think make the format so much fun. This has been a, a fun draft so far. Yeah. And we talked about a lower price point too, only twelve hundred than you know than the, the highest of the high stake stuff that some people are out on. So if you want if you want like an onboarding ramp for high higher stakes formats, like a twelve hundred dollar single entry tournament is a great place to start. I would I would argue. I do. It, this must have been just like a flash sale last night. It was everyone just like drunk on Dalvin Cook last night. Sean says he got Brees at five oh nine in a main event, and then just everyone Dude, came no, back. There down are people. Earth. There are some of the uh, high stakes grinders. Some of the um, people that are not necessarily in our circle are um, celebrating this fall. That they, you know, they have been sort of calling him a fade and are. Um, seeing his ultimate price be in the five six range i'm seeing tweets like that which i mean if there's people talking about that you can get in a room with people who feel that way and want to keep pushing him and then yeah. you know it's possible yeah. like it i also think that what i predicted on liam's stream we we did like a it's like a two and a half hour stream went on forever but uh cliff notes i predicted that he would fall the furthest in like the next 48 hours that there would be mm. kind of that and the reason for that right is that there's like honestly how I ended up playing playing it was that I only did a couple drafts. Like I, I basically sat out drafts for like about 24 hours and then came in and did some later last night, other than some slow drafts that I had going. But you know, I, 
I was like, I don't even want, I don't even want to try to push him to the fifth because I won't, I know I won't do it. So let me see if his ADP like can actually fall a little bit. And then I'll try to come in at the end and, and see if I can like scoop him, you know, when, when he's like a little further down the list, if that makes sense. But I was, I was saying like, you know, you've got that effect. Like people like me are maybe sitting out drafts. You've got people like me also trying to see how low he falls. And so no one's coming up to save him. So it's all just people who don't really yeah. want to take him trying to get a super, super cheap price. And the people who do want to take him are also trying to push it and get a super cheap price. But I think that effect is going to end relatively soon. Where like point. he should because he should be still an early fourth round pick. Well, and then once you anchor to a new price, people know what the price is. So all the people that you just described that are pushing to see how far they fall, now they know what the price is, they like him, like yourself. They're going to take him ahead of that. And then exactly. it's going to creep exactly. back up. And then right? he'll actually come back up a little bit. Yeah. And I think because, you know, I'm also seeing stuff like, oh, you know, an underdog who's going at like the 501, that type of thing. That's like, oh, man, like what a value. Well, it is a value, but I don't think he settles there for that reason because enough people Joe, think that's a value. Joe Burrow still chilling. This is wild. Wow. And, and Fields, I mean, I, I, I dig Fields, but in this format, I don't think you can take Fields over Burrow personally. We'll see if the one hole uh, gets Burrow coming all the way back uh, to complete the Higgins uh, stack there as well. I think um, Tua goes off the board here. So we are. People are freaking out about Burrow's injury. He's already been running at camp. Levitan had a great tweet on it. Like he's he's fine, and it's 30 days from week one. He's already said he's fine. Like Jamar Chase said, oh, I don't want him to to play. You know, I don't want him to push it or whatever. But like. Dude, he's going to play week one. He's going to be fine. So, Some of this way the market interprets these injuries, like Amon Ross St. Brown, I just looked it up, has a low-grade ankle sprain, it looks like. It's not supposed to affect him week one, but like he's actually like slightly hurt now, and no one so cares. No we're one on the cares. clock. I had McLaurin uh, starred. Uh, he... There is a little bit of a wide receiver tier gap here. You do have like Godwin um, would I, probably be the next guy or TJ Hawkinson is, is floating around as well. I want to throw out James Cook, who has, who has risen really far in a lot of drafts. I've seen him go in this range. I've seen him go ahead of Walker. I think he's a reasonable. What about Dobbins? Player. Well, yeah, I mean, both I would of take Dobbins guys. over Cook. Yeah, both of those feel like unnecessary reaches here. Okay, yeah, yeah. The guys behind what us a, probably need receivers. What other wide receivers are there? I, it's it's Godwin, Christian Kirk, Pittman, Lockett, Evans, Marquise Brown, Pickens. Godwin or Hawkinson, I think, look like the best picks to me. I, I like those. Um, yeah, I'd be fine with Hawk or Godwin. Um, let's Godwin. let's let's go let's go Godwin. I, do. I think Godwin's a, I think Godwin's a bad pick. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what you got you got to speak up quicker than uh, with one second left. Yeah, we, we well, have this little thing where every time person. he comes up, Pat's that like just doesn't want to take him. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why the case is drafted receiver. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get the case to be honest. He's, I'm not sure he's the best wide receiver on his own team. And what? part of the case for him is that you have to throw out last year where he wasn't good and his quarterback sucks. Like, I don't, I just don't really see it. Like, it's not I, enough people, like, everyone I know loves Godwin, so I take him. So, like, the frustration you're hearing is that I am actually above market on this guy I don't like because everyone tells me I'm wrong. And I was like, I guess you guys are probably fucking right. So I'm going to draft so, him. But I don't like it. I don't really get it. Pete, I didn't want to say JSN because you didn't. Did you think he might fall a little bit? Yeah. 
the I, two picks but I guess I guess if you guys were wanting running back, then we should have just gotten. Uh, I was thinking JSN. we could push some of those running backs to the seventh and eighth, though. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. So at the top of the queue right now, uh, tight ends. You got uh, uh, Kittle's at the top. Wide receiver: uh, Kirk, Pittman, Evans, Marquise Brown, uh, Pickens, Dotson. Uh, running backs: Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Sanders, Cam Akers. By the queue, Dotson comes off the board. That's early for Dotson. Yeah. Greg told us people were going to go get their guys in this format. They're doing it. He was right. So yeah. I did move. Uh, and I wrote about him today and looked up some ADP stuff and also got a comment on ADP that I, cause I referenced like ESPN's ADP, how in some of these home leagues, uh, I'm, I'm waiting until this pick is made before it, that James Cook uh, is a lot cheaper in those prices. <clears throat> and somebody sent me some data on ESPN that even lately in ESPN drafts, uh, he's going like RB20. He's flying up. He's going way higher in FFPC lately than he was early. Uh, also NFC. I've moved him ahead of Dobbins in my rankings. I think there's a strong case for that. Um, I'm good with it. I mean, he's not coming back. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he's I'm good with it. I mean, it's the type of swing you want is your RB1. It feels expensive to me. I guess, are yeah. there any other wide receivers? that? So the receivers by ADP, uh, Pittman, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, George Pickens, Burks, Tony, Gabe Davis, Addison. I'd be Sutton. fine with with Cook if you want, if you guys want to do that. I mean, it's it's the right type of pick, I think. It's a it's a swing for the fences. Yeah, I like he's got it. He's pedigree. He's in a great offense. All of our, our receivers so far, we haven't made a lot. Like, if we went JSN there, maybe I would feel a little more like, oh, yeah, we want to keep getting a lot of receiver depth, but we haven't really made these types of swings where i mean our, our first four receivers are all pretty stable i mean they, they can bust they can get hurt obviously like i guess keenan and cup have injury histories and godwin uh but it just to me like our receiver build right now feels like it's okay to go away from receiver if that makes sense we we it's had a, the we had the right to do it for sure yeah i mean i wanted to go hawk last round so that's that's yeah. also detour yeah yeah Kittle comes been fun. i kind of wish we did that yeah i I thought we were going to be able to get two of those guys there, but when you guys floated running back with that, I should have just said, let's grab JSN now, and then we could grab a running back coming yeah. back. So that was miscommunication. Oh, well. The Our team here through six rounds, Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, Keenan Allen, Lamar Jackson, Chris Godwin, James Cook, uh, five tight ends off the board now, Kelsey, Andrews, Waller, Hawkinson, and Kittle. The other thing, too, I think – it is a distinction from obviously not tight end premium, but it's also not uh, you could start four running backs, four tight ends, four wide receiver formatted. It's more similar to underdog where you can start up to four wide receivers, three running backs, two tight ends, because it's just the flex, but start three wide receivers. So the wide receiver depth is even more important in this format. Relative I'm to other just positions. seeing your, your JSN private jet. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I just, <laughs> I saw it after JSN went off. <laughs> I was like, Oh no. Ah. Ah. Well, okay. So on Godwin, well, I do want, I did want to, while we have a moment, go back to that because you said we have to throw it as year last year, but like with a, all the guys that are coming off ACLs the year later, people are like, yeah, it's their first year off ACL. They're better their second year. And usually like the ones that miss a little bit of time in season, it, it makes more sense. But Godwin was like this time last year, I know I've made this case before, but um was not expected to play week one necessarily because it was such a quick turnaround 
he did, and I think he clearly did because Tom Brady was like his quarterback and in his last right. season, and like you're going after it, and you're not gonna just like sit out and get 100 percent healthy. I think it's pretty clear he played the first part of the season while like still rehabbing. And so my argument is like this guy's so good that he's his numbers weren't even that much worse than last year. You don't think you have to like fully throw it out. It was down, like his yards per run was down and everything, but he still drew a lot of volume, lower A dot, like not nothing like amazing. But for a guy who was playing like probably before he was fully rehabbed and should have been out there to be that effective. And then the, the other argument I'd make is just like prior to last year, prior to the ACL tear, we used to take this guy in the second round, like him and Evans. And some of that was, you know, offensive volume related. But when he was a little bit younger, he was even a dynasty, like one, two turn guy. I remember him and DJ Moore were back to back at the one, two turn and dynasty at one point. Like we've always known him to be a very good player. He had really good uh, production at a higher ADOT earlier in his career. Lately, it's been a lower ADOT guy. But, like, I, I mean, there's a lot of long view stuff. It's like Chris Godwin's a really good wide receiver that, like, probably shouldn't be in the fifth round at age 27 now that he's two years off in ACL, like, just broadly. I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I – it just feels a little bit like a name value thing to me. Like, it's he's Chris, it's, he's Chris Godwin, and I, he hasn't been that good. If you look at, like, his efficiency numbers – Going back to 2020, 1.89 yards per hour run, 1.97 down to 1.73. Last year, his ADOT was at 7.6. Two years ago, dropped even further to 5.7. Maybe that was the ACL. In open score, he's had uh, four straight poor seasons in a row after two strong seasons to start his career. Uh, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Not that he's bad, but like he's just, I'm not sure he's that good. And then hmm. he's losing Brady. The volume could be there, but it maybe maybe they go Panthers with it. You know, they just run the ball and try to be kind of like we're going to be competitive, but probably lose, and that's okay. And so I'm not even sure we're going to get like the the ton of we're we're counting on that at this point, right? We're counting on that if you're taking. He said four straight bad years in open score, bad or just like not good. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, he he was at. I don't know about that stat, man. Like I, I'm 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 intrigued, I, but like, from what I've looked at, it's pretty it's pretty helpful. Okay, but you know it's so he was at 61, 65, and then four straight years below fifty. Last year was his career low. Um, you know I think it's you know it's somewhat descriptive, right? Like Mike Williams never gets open, but like that doesn't necessarily mean we have to worry about. Mike Williams, like, because we, we kind of know what type of duty is, but I do worry about when I see it with Chris Godwin because it's it's not real. He's not like a big bodied downfield playmaker. He's supposed to get open. Yeah. When I say I don't know about that, I I like inclined to to believe it, and I I do like the idea of it. I'm just sort of like not a hundred percent. Yeah, that's fair. I've done a lot of research right? on it, right? Yeah. No. How, it, like, how how much data do we have there with that? Going back to 2017, they've done it. All right, That's I'm on the clock. I would like to run to the podium and select Kyle fucking Pitts. Yeah. Let's go. All right. That's easy. That's great. I love that we didn't take Hawk now. Wow, God, yeah. play the hits. I did not think that was going to happen. But here's, yeah, here's the other thing. Goes ahead of him. Yeah. Here's the other thing about about Godwin because look, this is Tampa Bay. Okay, this is we got to we got to do the narratives in Tampa Bay, right? Angry Tom and all that. So. In Tampa Bay, this season's going to be a disaster. Who are they going to be feeding the ball to at the end of the season? 
Mike Evans. They got to get him that thousand yards. They got to get Mike Evans a thousand yards. Or, or what's the point of even playing football in Tampa Bay in 2023 <laughs> if you can't get Mike Evans a thousand yards? I le- I'm like legit only half kidding here because I do think like if he's anywhere near a thousand yards as the season winds down, that, that's who's getting scheme targets, not Chris Godwin. That's and week seventeen is all that matters, guys. All right, our team through seven rounds, Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, Keenan Allen, Lamar Jackson, Chris Godwin, James Cook, Kyle Pitts, some of the most recent picks to come off the board. You see Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks, mentioned Dallas Goddard, Cam Akers, Joe Mixon goes right after us, then Marquise Brown, a little slide to him. Team two, putting together a nice team. Uh, Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, Justin Herbert, JSN, Dotson, Marquise Brown. Quentin Johnston goes, I was eyeing him, hoping he would come back around the wrap. Dalvin Cook, yet to be drafted. Miles Sanders, yet to be drafted. Damian Pierce, still on the board. DeAndre Swift, still on the board. Damian Pierce usually goes by this point, doesn't he? Yeah. Miles Sanders? Interesting. Okay. I pulled up yeah. uh, Godwin's reception perception. Mm. Uh, yeah. In 2021, Harmon called him a painfully underrated route runner and talked about him being one of the premier big slot receivers. So that's another route running data point that runs counter. To the open score? Runs yeah, open he score. was good. Yeah, yeah. He, was, yeah. he was good in reception perception. So that's nice to see. Yeah. The Let's see here. Um, so yeah, that you can definitely see drafters catching up here on wide receiver. Um, especially ones like teammate who started Kelsey Chubb Gibbs and then had fields in the fifth. Um, they take Michael Thomas there. Bateman comes off the board. I thought we were going to be able to get Bateman here coming back with our Lamar. So Bateman and flowers are now gone. Um, you know, two, we could do the the running back stuff here um, as far as like Sanders, Pierce, the the other wide receivers, you know, you got like Burks and, and Sutton, um, both of which I doubt are going to come back either. I mean, Burks, Burks has that LCL. He should uh, fall. Like he, yeah. I mean, this is probably yeah. given where the wide receivers, this is a wide receiver heavy draft. Huh? He's the last one of that whole kind of group. The only like in my ranks, it goes into Sky Moore and, and like Romeo Dobbs after this. So I'm I'm also yeah. fine with Pierce. Pierce uh, is a really nice value this late, right? I kind of yeah, don't think really so. like him, but like he probably belongs. He's, he's the thing. arbitrage Josh Jacobs that we he is on. man. They might just they might be like but, somewhat efficient running the ball. Before you click that structurally, are you sure you don't want to grab Burks as a bench and then like let him get healthy? Like. I'm completely fine with with Burks um, here. It sounds like it's just going to be a couple weeks. I honestly would take Pierce. The guy's got a sprained knee, and we're getting a big value on a on a run. I think he has legitimate upside. He's a second year player. I know it's a little dead zony, but all right. I grabbed Pierce. I, I wrote up here. the tiers today and decided that he has to be included. I moved him into a higher tier and decided he had to be included with the dead zone back profiles that you can take, even though I had him originally ranked lower. Because, like, I mean, the biggest things holding him back are that, like, the high value touch profile, or that did last year because he was an efficient runner with a high value touch profile, which could shift. And 
the team sucked and the scoring potential and the Texans could be low key decent. Like both of those things could improve. And if he's actually somewhat efficient, like he's, why is he that much different than some of the other, you know, dead zone backs we've seen break out? I mean, it's not that crazy, especially in the eight. Yeah. Who's, who's more talented, Najee Harris or DeAndre, DeAndre Damian Pierce? DeAndre <laughs> Swift popped up. And I mean, well, I think we have more evidence that Najee Harris isn't going to be really efficient, right? Damian right. Pierce could be. Swift is the other one that I do have ranked in this like targetable dead zone range. Uh, and maybe I have him one spot ahead of Pierce. Maybe would have taken him ahead of Pierce, but it's it's like really close, I think. Running backs, uh, you know, we kicked off a run here. Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, James Conner. Wow. Um, and Pacheco, and who else was in there? Uh, Dalvin Cook all come off the board right after us. My thing with a guy like Pierce is that, like a, like a guy like Sanders, right? Sanders could would have to fall to the ninth or 10th before I would really be interested. Right. Because he's like banged up. I'm not sure he's the best running back on his team. I don't think he's very good. Pierce, I'm always like a little bit like, all right, I got a cheap Pierce share. That's fun. Because I don't know if he – I think he's pretty good at some stuff. I think he is very elusive. He was awesome at that in college. I just didn't give him any touches. And then it was like, is a team going to feel comfortable giving this guy a workhorse role after he's barely used in college? And they were. So that's cool. You know, and then it's like, well, he's not probably not going to catch that many passes, but Devin Singletary isn't even the third down back, it looks like. It looks like he's an early, early down, like handcuff type, and they might play like some total nothing on third down. So the fact that Singletary started and played quite a bit in the preseason game as a veteran, like I thought he yeah. might get the, you would kind of expect him to get, even though he's on a new team and everything, and I get it, but like you kind of expect him to get the veteran deference a little bit, and he didn't. Like kind of says that, but Pierce, a second-year player did not play, did not suit up. Kind of says that, like, it's that workhorse thing. <laughs> and, and yeah, they might just ride him. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, like, he's he looks – like, I think he's better than Alexander Madison. Like, I feel pretty confident about that. And, like, the roles might be – Madison will get more receiving work, but, like, you know, and he's in a better offense and stuff. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I want to bet on talent. Even a throwing Yeah, no, and Pierce is probably more entrenched. Like, all, everything you're saying about Madison fair in, in his defense, but also against him, if he's inefficient and Ty Chandler is, like, as good as he was in the first preseason game, the rest of the preseason and into the season, he could steal work in a way that I doubt Pierce is going to give up work to Devin Singletary, you know? Like, they're, are they really going to do that? They're probably just going to keep playing their young guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, he, I think he's good. Like, I don't know. He's, he's elusive. Uh, after the, the running back run, Team 10 stopped it with Sky Moore. Uh, everyone in the chat who said Burks would fall. Are you guys first timers here? Uh, Traylon Burks does go uh, to Team 12, uh, as well as A-Chain, then A.J. Dillon. Um, and wide receivers have uh, been sufficiently wiped out by this point. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's tight. I uh, don't hate the spot we're in, but it's 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 a we've built we've drafted our starting lineup type of a build, right? Like it's yeah, not... yeah. Well, the, the room the, never the, let us off the hook. The best pick here in the ninth is almost for sure going to be uh, a running back here for us. Yeah. Um, yeah some of the guys that. at the top of the queue you got uh both commanders backs Jamal Williams, Charbonnet, P Ryan and Penny um all available here at wide receiver you're looking at Kadarius Tony, Juju, Jacoby, Lazard, 
Dobbs, uh, tight end Fryermuth and Najoku are still around. Quarterbacks were down to the Dak, Kirk, Daniel Jones tier. Will well, you guys please take Tony so I don't have to? No, sorry, you were forced to take uh, Kadarius Tony. <sighs> Tony, I think, would make sense for this team in the ninth. No? It's an upside swing and wide receiver. He already went, so I don't have to. No, he already went. Yeah, we don't, have, we don't have to. <laughs> I mean, look ourselves talking about this. Yeah. All right. I, I, I don't know. I always kind of like when I like hard fade of a, a, a player and then they fall three rounds and I actually think they're a good pick. And now I'm the gross one. I do. I do always enjoy. That's where I'm at with curious Tony. We're now like everyone thinks I'm crazy for wanting to draft him at like a literally a two and a half round discount when he might miss like one game. Uh, thank you for someone yeah, taking Odell. He's also missing the whole off season and other guys are solidifying like yeah no he's definitely riskier but but yeah he was always very risky and people just like didn't care and now people do care maybe they don't care enough but they care at least some which i like pete is up here yeah i mean i i do think it's it's either taking i mean there's uh gibson comes off the board um there still are some interesting running backs um Penny, so Brian Robinson Penny. and Charbonnet would be the two that stand out to me. Oh. I mean, the Pierce pick, I feel like, gives us license to take Charbonnet. What yeah. Okay. Why don't we Why don't we do Charbonnet and then see uh, what comes back um, in the tenth? So are oh. we? We go Cup, oh. Devonta Smith, Keenan, Lamar Jackson, Godwin, James Cook, Kyle Pitts. Damien Pierce, Zach Charbonnet there. Pat, on the Tony thing, my concern becomes um, what they did in the Super Bowl where he was healthy and they still only played him a couple snaps. Like, because of missing the whole camp and everything, like, is the first part of the year going to be him getting healthy but being super rotational and only running, like, a 30% snap share and having, like, design touches? Yes. That's what it feels like, right? That's what I would expect, yeah. Yeah, and it's almost like it might never even increase to 75%. 100%. Yeah, no, it might never. It probably probably will never. I would say it probably will never. It probably will never. But it's like the thing about it is – league, like what do you – how do you take it? Because if he ever did, you're lock-buttoning him into your lineup the next week. You're lock-buttoning him. If he ever – you would know when to start. I mean, obviously there could be seasons where you never know when to start him because he was a terrible pick. But the upside case is like, is real. Like he's a very talented player at certain things. If he could get his shit together a little bit, he could be an awesome fantasy receiver. Well, we think he is, but we don't even have that many routes, and he wasn't as good last year. <laughs> That's true. You're like you're right. I think he's good. But like... You're right. Yes, you are right. <laughs> he's a super low floor play. But that's why I was like, what are we doing when he's in the sixth round? Like, what are we doing? That is a terrible pick. Like, yes, I get the upside, but this is a terrible price on a player. And I would like to have some because he's so he has so much upside, but please stop taking him this side. And then people did. So I now, now I take him. Uh Brian Robinson and Dobbs both go two guys that I had put in the queue. We are on the clock. Um P Ryan looks good to me unless someone has like a, a wide receiver yeah. reach. Yeah. You're you're Jalen Warren over P Ryan? I am by a spot. Really? Pat, you're muted, by the way, bud. Yeah. Oh, I was saying Warren as well. 
because wow, we don't you need guys are both Warren over Pirine. Well, we need late production more than early, right? Exactly. Pirine yeah. serves a purpose. See, and I guess uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with Warren. I'm. I don't feel strongly enough, but I think people are underselling Pirine's uh, season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like one, I think that both him and Javante could coexist. And I also think there are just scenarios where he has a pretty big role uh, for the full season. I think from a best ball perspective, I agree. But in managed, he certainly would continue to have contingent value and he could be a spot start kind of guy. But he's at the upside, such as it is, is really early season. It's that like Javante gets slow played more than we think and you can plug him in. I think you can play it both ways, though. You could say, you know, Javante comes back, gets re-injured because oh it's yeah, off definitely pretty yeah. And so, yeah. like, it's the same kind of cont- like for Jalen Warren to have that clean, clear runway. Um, like, P Run's probably going to get it at the beginning, no matter what, and then has similar contingent value that Warren offers as well, and similar standalone value. Yeah, I agree, but it. I think that the high end outcomes weekly without injury are tilted to the front side of the season for P Ryan into the back side of the season for Warren. Where in like this Warren... format, the backside isn't as quite as important as it is in okay. a, in a different, and like, I completely agree for, uh, you know, best ball mania and all that, but it is like, I, a, uh, a I saw some sprint. funny, I yeah. saw some funny yeah. comments or, or some kind of some comments questioning the Warren over P Ryan and stuff. And I was, I was scrolling up through the chat, like reading some checking the chat and checked in a while. I got up to this pen digging comment like three, four minutes ago. So it's a ways up there, but it says Tony doesn't even exist. Stop wasting your breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really that. <laughs> He's not a real thing. Why are we talking about him? He's not even real. <laughs> I was laughing too, because we are using the obscured board for, you know, the generic teams. And yet when you make a pick, it does flash the the name of the owner. So shout out to Shelly <laughs> and, and Sousa and everyone else in this draft. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second i was like it says over Zet there uh every time drafted by yeah you can pretty if you got any kind of memory at all you, you can figure out who's who <laughs> or even if you write it down i mean <laughs> so we do uh we got cooper cup devonta smith keenan allen and chris godwin at wide receiver only four wide receivers uh lamar and Kyle Pitts holding it down on the onesies and then rounding out a nice running back room, James Cook, Damian Pierce, Zach Charbonnet, and Jalen Warren here through 10 rounds at the halfway mark for the ship chasers. Got a bunch of you guys watching uh, tonight. We are going to be drafting basically every Wednesday and Thursday until the start of the season. Tomorrow we're doing an <laughs> FFPC main event draft with Sean Siegel. Next week we're going to be doing an NFC primetime. And I believe the Thursday draft next week is a crack rock. FFPC draft. I do have the schedule um, in the show notes. It's also pinned on our Twitter. And then we'll, of course, be out in Vegas for drafts um, leading up to uh, opening weekend. We'll be there for the Thursday night watch parties. And then we will be having our ship chasing party over at the Park MGM. Thanks to our friends at the NFC. They got us a, a space over there. There will be beers. There'll be pizza provided by Paris. Pat uh, here. It's going to be a grand old time if you guys are out in Vegas. Is Silva in this draft or Juan Johnson in the 10th round? Really, <laughs> really going after it. What's the hotel that we they've got the fake little scene of Paris? The uh the casino? The the Paris Hotel? <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. No, it's like is it okay. Well 
Paris, Las Vegas or something, right? Oh, no. You might be thinking of the Venetian. Is that what you're thinking? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the Venetian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's Venice, not Paris. Those are very different I thought there was like a scene. I thought the Eiffel Tower is painted. No. Yeah. Is that true, Pat? You're having Sicilian pizza? I cannot wait for these pizzas. Like The pizzas have been built up very, very big. Josh sent us $5 thanking us for giving him P Ryan to cover his early season Brees Hall share there. You're welcome, Josh. You're That's got to be one of the most heavily uh, paired uh, duos in the entire, like, in, in almost anything, right? Like, wow. I was going to say, didn't, that's what you didn't it. have to force yourself to take Jamal Williams, too. You already got P Ryan. You, you, <laughs> you didn't need to burn that pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll send you the $5 back after drafting. Yeah, Jamal good Williams. Lord. Thanks for taking Jamal Williams. Here's yeah. $5 back. Do people do Dalvin Cook and Javante now? Because that'd be kind of a fun way to to go the other direction on it. Um. All right, we are in the part where we're. This is where we have to start uh, getting creative. I was here, hoping uh, Romeo Romeo Dobbs would fall around that nine ten turn. He went. He was kind of the last yeah. one for me that was interesting. We got to figure out receivers. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, Who I would. Oh, yeah, so one. yeah, I, I see. I see right. two guys here. It is. It is definitely a, a shift uh, as far as our managed league targets here. Rashi Rice was one of the guys I was looking at. at. He goes. I just put a guy in chat that I, I'm pretty sure Pat. Yep, that that's the guy I have in the that's queue the right one. now, Gretch. Okay. Yep. Yeah, let's I, see. I've cooled in best ball, but I think. He's a good fit for this situation. Yeah, I think he's a good fit for the situation too because we also have yes, yes. Yep. Um, so we'll see what uh team five does here. They also only have four wide receivers. Juju the pick before Rashi Rice, Zay Jones before him, Lazard, Adam Thielen uh was the running or the wide receiver who came off the board after Dobbs. Uh, McKinnon goes, so we were all earmarking Nico Collins there. Uh, I'm going to select Nico. Yep. Yeah, I already have the bet with Damian Pierce on on Houston being at least functional. Yes. I would say that I'm not expecting that. I thought that Stroud struggled with pressure in his first preseason game, which is the real concern if you're betting into Houston a lot, that he didn't have – he had, like, really good pocket time, and and, uh, their offensive line at Ohio State was really good and all those things. And so – Think about a rookie. It's the game's already speeding up for him, but he is also going from having you know the best offensive line in college football and all day to throw, and then suddenly, and the best wide receivers, like better wide receivers than most NFL quarterbacks, and then suddenly has to process even you know it's already game's already going to speed up, but you have to process quicker as a result of having less time in the pocket and receivers who don't get open as much. Little bit concerned that Stroud's going to have some bumps early at least, but. There's a lot of reasons to like his profile too, so we'll see. I mean, I just think he can be somebody who, who will grow into what he's going to become. Like, don't be hard on Stroud early on is the way I would put that. Uh, Damian Harris comes off the board. Gretch was in the DMs, pounding the table for him. Yeah, he said we uh, jumped the shark when we took Nico. <laughs> Raheem, uh, Moster. And somebody's killing me for saying best line in college football. Sorry, I don't know anything about relative offensive lines in college football. I just know that it, for, <laughs> the, 
for the quarterback time to throw and all those stats and like clean pockets and under pressure rate, like he had a lot of clean pockets. That's what I know. Sorry. Listen, the chat might have been killing you, but we were here killing you on air for your Damian Harris take. Okay. You gotta you gotta yeah. listen in when we're killing you. The chat the chat's killing you, they come second. Okay, sorry. Damian Harris, yes. That I, I've already uh capitulated entirely and decided that <laughs> I we didn't jump the shark to pass him. He belonged in that lower tier. I'm still drafting him, but he did, you know, it was fine. He's not like I mean, I think you can make a case that he still could have been in that, like, Charbonnet penny tier that he was in in best ball, like, earlier this summer at times, like the 110 <laughs> range. But uh, Ryan says he's – this is the Davis Maddock. You said it confidently <laughs> enough where I believe it. Yes. That is the Davis Maddock. Um, uh, chat talking Jonathan Mingo. Pat DMing Jonathan Mingo. I like Jonathan Mingo. Gretch, what do you think? Um. Is it doesn't it just suck? We don't know that. He's he's just he's Carolina Nico Collins. Wait, but okay. He looks like he's a starter. Guy. I'm cool with it if you guys don't want to do what I just said. I also don't mind that. I'd rather do that. I mean, I think the team is calling more for Mingo. Like okay. that's what the that's what this team is asking for, I think. Okay. Jonathan Mingo is the selection in the 12th round. I don't even know what that means, but it's provocative, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use it again, then. <laughs> yeah, this is. Did you guys see the clip of if Brick when we were doing that draft a couple months ago, and he just is like out of nowhere, Pete? Who the fuck is Jonathan Mingo? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what I meant by that is that we, like, okay, let's say we're wrong, and one of these receivers or Keenan Allen tweaks his hammy or something. It's like. We need a rec- we need another receiver starter. It, how much restraint did it take for you not to body bag Chris Godwin as the guy we were needing to fill in for? <laughs> well, I wouldn't have. It wouldn't be because injury. It's just because he's not <laughs> yeah, yeah, points. Did, so yeah. we just have, yeah. Um, but it's like you know, Mingo's not obviously not gonna be someone we're like happy to start week one. But I think by like week four, week five, week six, you could be like, I don't know. I think we could throw Mingo in if we want. Um. You know, so I think he gives you, and he gives you upside. So it's like a nice little package when you, I mean, when, you when you're not deep at wide receiver. Yeah, I get that, and I think uh, I just gave my whole scouting take on Stroud. I thought Brees looked really comfortable for his first preseason game. Uh, mm. Bryce, I said Brees. Bryce Young looked really comfortable. Uh, Bryce I Young's gonna be good. Receivers are good either, but if he's like really good right away, then yeah, I mean, Mingo, Mingo gets gets the benefit of that, right? This is one of those things where. I, the like the football guys are actually using analytics because they're just like referencing this guy's like height and weight and we get to be like i don't know dude you just can play quarterback man but i'm using (laughs) i'm using the stats to come to that take but i get to be like dude just balls i don't have to tell you so i'm in i'm in the dude just knows ball I love that. That's the new way that people jerk each other off when they have the same take. It's like, you know, it ball, dude. you know, ball, dude, That's you know, so ball, funny. dude, you know, yeah. ball. God, I love it... when someone who doesn't know ball tells someone who doesn't know ball, that yeah. they know ball. It's yeah. like, <laughs> nothing that makes me happier. It's like, you're not qualified to say that. You don't know ball either. Either of you know ball. Please don't ever tell me that I know ball. Uh, one, because it's a repulsive phrase. And two, because I legitimately do not I don't know, know ball. ball. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> I don't know it. So don't tell me I do. You know fantasy, bro. Oh, bro. You know. Uh, did you see that team? You know fantasy, bro. Bro. You bro. know fantasy. You know tournament structure, dude. 
<laughs> you know, tournament structure. Which is also just it's it's just become shorthand for I agree with you. Like I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. the other part of it that's so ridiculous. Like it's okay, just cool. it's just like, I agree. Period. We yeah. have the same take. Like I mean, come on, man. Uh, I appreciate this workshop because I have not recorded the best ball bro video yet. And I realize you know, ball <laughs> definitely needs to be in there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Make it that note. Yes. Mims was the Gret other guy we were assigned. Yeah. Gretch, Gretch had floated Mims. Um, I think that definitely would have been a good pick as well. He goes off a few picks after. So you were saying that Mingo has a shot to be the number one on his team in a way that Mims doesn't essentially. That's why he was a better fit. Yeah, and and you know you could say what does number one mean or whatever, but he's gonna get he's got a a chance to have like a reliable target share pretty early in the season. Yeah. Where Mims, it's thin, yeah. it's thin that got that it. would happen. It's not impossible, but it's more of a late season. He emerges and it's like they can't keep him off the field. And I, I like that bet. I think he's I think he's the better prospect for sure. But when you know you're looking for a wide receiver six and Nico Collins is your wide receiver five. I just lean Mingo there. Uh, Taji Spears, our... that was another guy I was had in the queue. He goes. What, Gretch? I, I was going to say, I'm a little worried about our wide receiver depth, but otherwise really like this team so far. you got to love having Lamar and Pitts. you got to love the, the strength at wide receiver, given we took four out of five in the first five rounds. And then I, I like the, the running back so far. I mean, it's a, a young upside group, but it's a fun team so far. As, you know, you, you'd wish to have – five or, or six receivers or seven receivers before the wide receiver window closes, right? In a th start three yeah. receiver format. It's a little bit scary, the, the lack of depth, but it's fun to draft teams that have really fun starting lineups, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's kind it of It is nice. fun. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. we've never done it before. <laughs> More fun we, just take guys and plug them into spots in your lineup. This is really fun. We are starting to see teams kind of like make structural decisions. You see team 12 goes back-to-back -back tight ends after taking none. We saw team seven do Jawan Johnson and Sam Laporta in back-to-back -back rounds catching up there. We're starting to see some teams do their second quarterback as well. The Anthony Richardson team took Dak Prescott. Uh, thank you, Henry Mudo says we have only 89 likes and 600 plus people watching uh, subscribe to the channel, hit Tyler that like button. 369 likes and Pete shows bobs. 369 <laughs> likes. Is wow. that a, that seems like too easy I, of a, of a goal for that. I feel like I best, need not your best effort, Tyler. No, how about 600, 600 likes? Sure. Yeah. If everyone watching, uh, hits the like button, we, what, are your like, bobs, what did you bro? ask me to do? I don't even know <laughs> what that means. Sure, it's something Tyler like not being able to spell time. boobs correctly was a, is a real <laughs> yeah. underdog that just came through. That yeah, that was like plus eight thousand. <laughs> someone someone's loaded right now. I just have to do the boobs thing on his calculator when he was yeah. in like fifth grade. How do you yeah. spell boobs at this age? Yeah, this guy can spell boobs on any device ever <laughs> created by a human, and yet he's asking Pete to show his bobs. Do you know who's uh, falling a ton uh, relative to their best ball ADP? Tyler Boyd is still on the board right now. Hmm. Oh, let's just take him. That's kind of good. Man, yeah. we've had so many chances to stack Burrow. <laughs> 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 we we're doing an awesome job almost stacking Burrow. <laughs> uh. Tyler Boyd just chilling. I've got him just like a huge fade, and he's still probably the best. Yeah, I think he is the best available receiver. Probably the best. Yeah. It kind of happened in our 
Oh, our, one of the our other best third receiver just went off. Uh, Fanja. No, he's two tiers lower than where we're at right now. <laughs> <laughs> where would you take Van Jefferson in a 34 round draft? Wide receiver 86 is where I got him ranked. It's a good spot, right? Oh uh, my god, Tyler Boyd's nice. Getting sniped on Boyd in the 13th. So what about Rondell Tell- Moore? Is he available? Rondell Moore is available. He's at the top of the queue. Um, Jalen Hyatt could maybe be like a little arbitrage Mims. Um, running back, you're looking at like Singletary, Kendra Miller, Jeff Wilson are the most interesting names there. Wilson could be something. Yeah, I, I, we can go around. I got another receiver to float. I'm, I, I kind of like we Wilson take here. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I like Wilson. Let's do Wilson, then we can figure out. Let's see. Uh, thank you, Sasquatch. First time been watching for a couple seasons. Appreciate that. Oh, another thing. So over on my YouTube channel tomorrow, I'm doing a randomizer with Roto Pat. Uh, Roto Pat oh, has just been That's gonna killing be me incredible. all summer. The some of the props I've already seen on Twitter are, are very good, and uh, I believe also today is Roto Pat's birthday. I think I saw Denny uh, tweet that out. So happy birthday, Roto Pat! But yeah, join us for a randomizer draft tomorrow, followed by our FFPC main event with Sean Siegel on ship chasing. Going to be a fun, fun night. Also uh, on Friday. So if you guys are YouTube members on ship chasing or on my channel, I've been doing a best ball after dark series. I'm going to do one. uh, It's going to be an afternoon series uh, on Friday. I'm doing one with Eric Bime for, we're going to see if we can run back our BBM magic from a couple of years ago. Excited to talk to Eric. If any of you guys are YouTube members, you'll get access to those videos as well as we just wrapped up our FFPC main event mini sode series where we uh, all the three of us hopped on the horn to talk through our decisions at each point of the draft. We just wrapped up uh, our final picks there. There's what, six or seven episodes. You guys can go back and watch us talk through um, a lot of these kind of individual player and structural debates that we're having tonight in longer form. Feels good to have some drafts under our belt, fellas. For sure. Pat, this says this. Comment says that you spent all of ADP chasing wrecking Rondale. Uh, he's one I, I get very stubborn on my takes, as you guys have noticed over the years. He's one I watched in the first preseason game and was like, "Yeah, I don't know why I'm still touting Rondale." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's, he's not a starter. Like he's not. He's not a starting wide receiver. He's also so, like, I, so I'm out. <laughs> like that's it's like, as simple as that. Yeah, and to to be that small and on such a bad offense, he's got to be like really, really good. And he just yeah, like he hasn't been yet. He, so he like, might he might be he might be good. He's definitely he's not not yeah. He's not but it's bad. almost it, you know it's, a, it's starting to feel a little visky or, or something where it's like he does right. some things that are exciting, but like is a team really gonna give him a chance to play NFL wide receiver at a starter level? And so far, it seems like no. So. It, it's honestly they, incredible. They him in the in the preseason game, he literally fell down and it went for an interception. Why? Uh, he like tried to make yeah. an in-breaking cut and fell down. And it was like, oh, this little kid fell down and they got an interception because of it. It's, uh... I'm just realizing how funny it is that we don't have a Rondell Moore clip. He seems like the exact player we would have mushed along with Sky. Yeah. And, well, I think we did uh, mush him. We just never did it with a clip. We just never did the clip. Yeah, we did mush him though. The intent was there. Up. 
to mush yeah, we, it. We, so. we, <laughs> we, not the intent, the effect. We <laughs> yeah, successfully mushed it. We just never memorialized it. I'd like to think that I did go back and forth with someone with like 14 rounds of edits on a Rondell Moore clip, but we could just never agree on the final vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you find where it doesn't look quite so small? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right, we're well, on leaving. the clock. I, I like who, who Gretch floated. Oh, let me see. You guys like Curtis Samuel? That, I think, would be... I think he's right. like... He's kind of like probably what we want Rondell Moore to be, honestly. That, that'd yeah. be fun. What, right. any other wide receivers? He just feels so a the, little at the top of the queue. You're looking at like Osborne, DPJ, Shahid, Joshua Palmer, Paris Campbell. Like Curtis Samuel actually looks like a guy that might earn enough targets where you feel comfortable starting him. I feel like we drafted yeah. like boomers. We got to take the boomer receiver type late. We're like, yeah, this guy's going to run a lot of routes. And yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. The build. We don't have the depth of upside plays. We're like, yeah, we kind of need a guy that could just play what do you guys think so we have 14 we're through 14 rounds so we have um i know you six, love sam howell pat yeah, well no this, i mean i think opening up curtis samuel you know um better quarterback you know it's probably gonna run more routes so as far as like um you know mediocre slot receivers go probably better pick than chris Godwin. Uh, and not just straight up good I was just going to say, though, so obviously we got to do um, one spot for a kicker in defense. So that leaves four more picks. I mean, we are getting to the point where the board is pretty wiped out, where we're now probably circling back to the onesies. Um, I don't know if we want to consider carrying a second quarterback. I do think a second tight end would definitely be viable just based on the kind of talent left. But um, any other structural things you guys are thinking through here? I'm going to float another wide receiver. The play is uh, we talk so much shit about Rondell Moore that he comes back in the 15th and we all say, well, got to take Rondell Moore now. Mm. It is a shame, Chris says, that uh, David Bell is so bad that we can't even see that clip anymore. It's a bummer, but it happens. It's the circle of life. You got to be able to let some of these clips go. Paris Campbell comes off the board. MBS. Oh, there goes your guy, Pat. Dombrowski was not going to let Michael Wilson by. I was working on a joke in the private chat. I said we got to get Michael Wilson because he's arbitrage Hyatt, who's arbitrage Mims, who's arbitrage Quentin Johnston. Wow. And to think that that joke might have been just reserved for the private chat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. Glad to hear it. Michael Wilson. Uh... We were just got talking about Rondell. Like part of the reason to not begin on him is how bad that offense is. Like yeah, he's gonna play. He this is a great one where like the the camp news is I think like it's all positive. He's gonna play. I'm buying that. He's gonna be an outside receiver on a really crappy team and yeah. with a bad quarterback. And like his profile isn't even that great. So why are we taking him? Because he's a starting wide receiver, is pretty athletic, and his quarterback might not be bad down the stretch. We don't so you really know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Like it's you could it's the exact same argument you would have made against Terry McLaurin that I did make against Terry McLaurin. I was not in on Terry McLaurin. Sometimes these guys with not great profiles who are athletic hit. Yeah, and one. we're trying to corner the market on the big, fast, 
uh, players on bad teams who have kind of suspect college prospect profiles. Nico, Jonathan Mingo, Michael Wilson would have rounded out that triumph. Yeah, that's so for true, sure, man. For sure. <laughs> GA, would One you say that I don't hit, right? know? I, I don't know. Ball? Is that it? He said you, yeah. you don't. You just don't know, Gretch. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know ball is now code for you don't refresh Twitter training camp highlights enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Uh, Shelly, uh, I mean, redacted takes Rondell Moore and Devin Singletary at the 14 15 turn. Our team here through 14 rounds Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, Keenan Allen. Chris Godwin, Nico Collins, Jonathan Mingo, and Curtis Samuel at wide receiver. Uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson, tight end Kyle Pitts. Our running backs, James Cook, Damian Pierce, Zach Charbonnet, Jalen Warren, Jeff Wilson. Even though we have a lot of people watching tonight, we will always service the audio listeners, the ship chasing audio feed, of course, predated even these Johnny Come Lately video watchers. We will never forget you, audio listeners. Justin Ross comes off the board. Lazarus here gets taken in the 15th. That makes sense. <laughs> I mean, he's probably someone we should have considered. Yeah. Right. Just such an easy drop. Yeah. If he uh, isn't anything. So Excellent. coming up here to me, the, the tight ends uh, look like the best picks on the board. We could go, I was just going to say, Giants wide receiver. Hodgins goes there. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, tight end's a good place for sure. It it does seem like there are, you know, some legit uh, starting type guys. Also, like, if we, <coughs> if we take a really big swing here um, – you know, if we if we go for some of these rookie uh, breakout types, I mean, there is the chance you get a little flex appeal um, if you need to. Um, if Kyle is, hits, uh, hits. Is, is Richie James a similar enough play to, to Ross as an easy cut? But, like, we haven't played into Kansas City's offense at all in this draft, and if he were to play in Kansas City's offense, that would be a thing to have. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't think you're going to get the information as easily, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah. Well, if he gets cut, then we, then we well, cut it. <laughs> he could be an easy cut, for sure. Yeah. I just don't know. We're going to get the – like, to me, Ross is enough of an exciting profile yeah. that I'm like, if he makes a team, I'm like, let's just hold him for two weeks. Richie, it feels like more like, when. what are we holding for? Like, Right. Let's go I mean, that. obviously, you could just, like, take the slot receiver job, and that would be sweet, but – um, do you want to do Richie James or do you want to, I can name like four tight ends that look interesting to me. He does go here. Wow. <laughs> okay. there before. We, go. we keep getting sniped on slot receivers. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, so tight ends, uh, by, uh, the ADP order, Michael Mayer, Hunter Henry, Jake Ferguson, and, uh, a redacted player who's been screaming up boards, mm -hmm. uh, lately. I'm in on all all that. Yeah. Ferguson, I just wrote up in an article that's going to be out tomorrow. Should we do it? Target. Let's do it. Yeah, we have Fergie, come on down. I I like I, – I, as I when I wrote about him the other day, I wrote, I want to move him up, but I haven't been able to. But I'd be, I'm excited to read that profile because, I mean, he had a decent little college production profile, right? I remember writing, looking that up. He's okay. 
it was like it was not horrible it was not right? horrible that's yeah. right yeah this it wasn't that exciting but yeah it, it, he was he was a really good run blocker though in college oh. and then he came in that's the big that's the role he had he was used a lot on run blocking and play action so it's a case the case is that he um i think he'll have the play action stuff and dallas ranked eighth last year in uh play action passes uh in the green zone and they were third in 2021 so if the if the whole point of these you know if we're, we're shooting for touchdown upside right let me get a guy who I've, I'm confident will be out there on the play action stuff on a team that uses that at the goal line. That seems not super deep receiver core. Like I do think Cooks is going to probably be solid, but he's older. Gallup is a, a big question mark. He's worth drafting because he's going to run a ton of routes, but he was not good even before his ACL. Like he might not just be good. So Ferguson could be like their second target in some scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, like we know, like, right, like if you're faking the run, that opens it like the whole point is to get the linebackers to move up. So there's yeah. space behind them. And it's just like, it's maybe I do know ball. Do you guys think I know ball? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need that clip so bad. Maybe I, I mean, were you the, what, what was the, uh, didn't you have us pull up like a blocking <laughs> video? We were, was it like a Gerald Everett snap or something we were watching a month or so back? And I was like, guys, if I know guy, ball, this changes everything. You know ball, dude. <laughs> I, I was gonna float. I have Andrew to quit Miller. this stream if I know ball. Can't hang out with you guys. <laughs> um, so we're on the clock again. There's still all the interesting tight ends. I, I don't know if you guys have anything else. I was I was gonna try to be like, let's do the Kendra Miller thing, but he goes. Um, Should we take a QB two instead? I mean, I just mm. do. We need three tight ends on on this roster structurally. We can. I don't care. But the only guy I would say is just take fucking Luke Musgrave and just see if he's the bee's knees. And yeah. Yeah. Cut him if yeah. he's not. Sure. That was my only thing. Yeah. I like that. Uh, he's right. a good pick. We're going to need flex plays. We got like three good receivers. Three and a half. <laughs> we decided Godwin's half good. Gretch hates all of our Collins Vigo picks. Pat hates the Godwin pick. Um, we just shrugged our shoulders at Devonta Smith. Uh, they say, go get your guys. What if you are uh, lukewarm at best and <laughs> on the whole team, on the yeah. entire team? The thing about Gavin, the reason why he tilts me so much is that like, I think he's like a sixth round value, not a fifth round value. So it's not, I don't think I have like that fundamental of a disagreement. I just, to me, he's sort of like, like in the back end of that tier, not even at the end, but just like kind of, you know, 66% of the way through the tier and everyone else thinks he's the very first guy that starts the tier and take him like that. And so I just have, I'm just like, can we just take someone else to start this tier? You know, but we yeah, never, I we, mean, never we all love JSN and then we, we click Godwin. I just, I know. Yeah. We all love JSN. That this, this team needs JSN. It needs it some needs excitement. It actually needs he, JSN. For morale purposes only. Right. <laughs> if nothing else, at least for morale. <laughs> Uh, we are seeing uh, the defensive uh, run uh, beginning here. We've also seen uh, Ave Maria himself, uh, Justin Tucker, a.k.a. Baltimore Ravens team kicker, come off the board in the 15th. I'll, I'll say one thing about the JSN pick. We have done this a couple of times now where we've tried to get the good prices early on JSN and we haven't got them. So now I think we're free, guys, to just take him in the third fucking round. We are. Yeah. We're, like, we're, we're free start... to reach. Yeah. 
We're just going after JSN from now on. If I hear the name Chris Godwin again, we're taking fucking JSN. Don't even say Godwin's name unless you want JSN. It'll never happen again. It'll never happen again. We have so much Godwin already. We're like fucking loaded up on this dude. Yeah, I have a ton of him in best ball. I I can't get away from him. No, it's not even your fault. Yeah, Pat's like, why do I I keep drafting Godwin? No, I know. (laughs) I'm aware that you guys aren't even drafting me with there, and yet you're in my brain going, just take Godwin, dude. He's a good pick. (laughs) (laughs) Starting to think you guys don't know ball. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Russell Gage is done for the season? Yeah. Yeah, ACL, I think. Oh, You're not much of a news hard. hound, man. You don't know news. I saw man. him get hurt and get caught <laughs> off. I did not see the official news hound. You don't know news. <laughs> you don't know news, bro. That should be the official dude. slogan of Roto World. Don't you don't know news, bro. Right now, I got. I gotta get. You know, I gotta get one of the the apps going. I'm not getting alerts right now. This this is pretty curious, Pat. Jonathan in the chat mentions Godwin was on Pat's winning team, and you cape for every guy on there. You're out here bragging about having like nine percent Hunter Renfro. What? How is Chris Godwin not getting the winner's Halo treatment? Not everyone gets the Halo treatment. Okay, I've been pretty hard on Tyquan Thornton now that he looks like he's not a starter. Uh, Mike Kosicki, I've never liked, even when I took him on that roster. I was probably like, ugh. You had Mike Kosicki on that team. I had Mike Kosicki on that team. He scored I didn't a touchdown. Realize that. Oh, that's amazing. 17. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a few players that I have not been uh, standing. You've always been a real dick to Mike Kosicki. Like, I, I have. I have. <laughs> it's true. I almost included him in this tight end article just to kick him, but I did. Show, I did. Start showing some love to Tyquan <laughs> Thornton, Pat. He, we, Lord knows he needs it. Yeah, no, I, I, well, listen, you know, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And I haven't <laughs> talked about him in a while. I dude, I knew it was bad when Sean had us draft Devontae Parker today. I was like, Sean, Ew. pretty sure we drafted uh Taekwon Thornton at like pick 105 in one of our early BBS. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst when he gets you onto like a really extreme reach, yeah. and then like two weeks later he's like, Oh yeah, I mean my bad. That's not a pick we can make anymore. <laughs> it's just way. I remember listening. Like, why were you saying why did you have so much conviction a week ago? <laughs> I remember like listening to one of the streams. You know, after I jumped off, and you guys took Tywin Thornton so early, and Sean was like, "We got to get out in front of this dude. We got to, we got to make sure we're not. He's gonna be on twenty picks." And I was like, 20 picks higher. What are you?" Yeah. Um, we are on the clock again. Um, <laughs> do, is this a Fournette pick? <laughs> like, oh God, no. Um, Don't do that to us. A QB, a backup QB. Uh, Derek Carr, no oh, Kyler. If you're going to take a big cut at backup QB, oh, Kyler's probably the one. That's the way to go. We can we can get sure. Kyler through. Yeah. yeah. We almost stacked him with Rondell and almost stacked him with uh, Michael Wilson, too. So, you know, our, <laughs> the our, our near stacks are just incredible. <laughs> think about think about all stacks we could have had. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could have taken Trey McBride as a late tight end, but we took oh, yeah. two other ones. I mean, we could have we could have stacked him so many ways. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. So, we got three more picks. Uh, what position i feel like we still want to add one more receiver yeah so i'll i'll read down uh by by adp here joshua palmer renfro josh downs secure uh terrace marshall taekwon thornton miko hardman wandale uh robert woods alan robinson darius slayton parker cedric tillman Corey davis matt collins greg dorch stack him up short king summer i think slayton and parker are both like Oh, there goes Parker. 
it happens. The kind this of is the point that... where everyone in the chat starts bringing up Puka. That that's the new thing. Everyone about it just my chat comment streams oh, are just oh, everyone saying at, Puka. Look at this chat. Sam just showed up. He said surprise. No JS. We're <sighs> surprised too. So we are too. Well, you know the headset miscommunication. You know, just didn't didn't get through we here. Blew it. We blew yeah. it. I just thought of a good prompt for Rotopat. <laughs> please send, please send it in on Twitter. Gratch, you gonna pull a, a wide receiver off uh, out of your back pocket here? I think it's Slayton. I don't have a good one hidden. Oh, 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 oh! You really want to oh. pull one, Trey Palmer? Okay. Got so Gage we're just betting against the. Uh, Godwin? He burned Sauce Gardner in their joint practice today for a 60-yard TD. He scored a TD in their first preseason game. It was a sweet catch in the back of the end zone. He looks legitimately good. I wrote him up earlier this spring and actually thought his profile was a little underrated. He had a transfer away from LSU, but there was some stuff that the way that he was He's very fast. There, he was very – he was good Hang last on. year in Nebraska. Let me, let, let me just sit on it. Why don't we take Ravens defense? Sure. They're at home Wait, what about CJ Stroud week one. Oh, he's gone. Okay. I just wanted to roll a clip. Yeah. I oh yeah, he's gone long ago. I'm just saying I think we can take whatever. Take the D. Uh, take the D. Yeah, that's a good yeah. call. All right. So it's in this scenario, um, Damian Pierce runs for hundred yards and two touchdowns, but CJ Stroud throws four picks in week one. I think that's I think that's how we get there. There you go. Here come the Puka hive. Trey Palmer's great on non-Godwin teams. That's, I mean, it's a fair <laughs> point. It's a fair point. We don't need to handcuff our fifth-round pick. If only we took JS head and we could take Trey Palmer. Yeah. Ben says Marlon Humphrey might be out. I know. I podcast with Jack Settleman. Do you see Jack's doing a weekly podcast with Marlon Humphrey? No. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool. He mushed him, immediately got hurt <laughs> right after announcing. <laughs> it was like his version of making a clip for someone. I mean, it's a pretty cool yeah. clip if it's a whole podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just hope Jack knows ball. Otherwise, he's going to get exposed. Wait, is MBS not been pretty drafted? pretty sure he doesn't, does he? MBS has been <laughs> drafted. Sean, Sean's wondering why we didn't take MBS. He's... No, the 14th round. The chat is great at suggesting players who already went. Someone yeah. wanted us to take Dalton Schultz earlier when he was gone like four Sean, rounds earlier. Do, do you know ball, Sean? Do you guys know draft boards? You don't know draft boards, bro. Sean, Sean knows ball. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got two more picks here. Uh, our team through. 18 rounds here uh started with cooper cup uh then went devonta smith keenan allen lamar jackson chris godwin james cook kyle pitts damian pierce zach charbonnet jalen warren nico collins jonathan mingo jeff wilson curtis samuel uh jake ferguson and luke musgrave kyler murray baltimore ravens actually i love kyler as the qb2 there i was kind of glad that yeah. one fell into our lap that one's nice gretch are you in the kicker lab right now no, <laughs> I'm in the ready for bedtime lab right now. I've oh, you're telling me. Although I heard it, I was listening to you on uh, on the take cast. By the way, go listen to uh, 
our guy I'm Ben Gretsch on the Take Cast. Very fun episode. You're saying you're getting up at like 3 a.m. these days? Every day. I can't sleep in past. I'm trying to. I literally past can't 3 a.m. Yeah. That's when Pat goes to bed. He's just honestly, I have gone a couple nights this week. It's not been three, but it's it's been after one. Dude, mm. I'm I'm up at three. My cat's up with me. It's been fun. She's super snuggly because it's the middle of the freaking night. She's usually not like much of a lap cat, but uh we've been having some fun 3 a.m. moments. But anyway, it's uh when are you going yeah, to bed? Dude. I'm I'm going to bed like right at nine every night and sleeping for like six hours, you know. Not trying to necessarily. I'm like I'm writing a ton. I'm like it's it's all like you've uh, been churning out articles. Yeah, yeah. I will. I, it's I'll all just like the it's this. It's fantasy football. Like I freaking I'm I'm peaking right now, boys. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. <laughs> um, I'm dropping the uh, info in the chat. We will be drafting a primetime uh, draft on NFC a week from tonight. That'll be a slightly earlier start time. Normally we're a nine 15 show. That draft is at eight, um, online August 23rd, 8 PM Eastern. There are a couple spots left, three spots left in that draft. If you guys want to draft with us, get that sweet, sweet idiot streamer EV. I got the link pinned in the chat and in the description, get signed up and you can compete against us. And also if you're in the ship chasing discord, a lot of people will pair together uh, to do teams. If uh, the buy-in is too much to stomach, I know there's lots of people who would be happy to go in on teams with you. So if you guys are uh, YouTube members, you can unlock that ship chasing discord and maybe find some like-minded piss boy drafters. Um, Kickers, team kickers available. We got the bills, the Cowboys, the Falcons, the Niners, Eagles, Patriots, Jags, Dolphins, Cowboys in a dome. How are we feeling about them? Seems good. McCarthy probably likes to kick field goals. You know, Let's he doesn't. Do it. He wants to score less points, as as he stated. By the way, well, um, <clears throat> yeah, I heard on the Road World Football Show a Cowboys beat writer came on and was uh, was <laughs> was saying that McCarthy had to clarify. He's like, listen, I was talking about the 2021 season, okay? not last season when he said that he was scoring too many points. So I guess they scored fewer points last year and now he was cool with that level of points and he doesn't want to score any fewer points than last year. He just thought (laughs) 2021 was too many points. So, you know, adjust, adjust the ranks, I guess. All right. Final, final pick here. I mean, Sean got me back on the Wandell Robinson train. Uh, today I was trying to do some news hounding on him just to find any, like there's just, there's no reporting on Wandell Robinson. Like just oh, I've seen some bullish to... stuff. Bullish. All right. You yeah. Me a bullish. Okay. Yeah. There was i uh, I'll, I'll pull it up. Let's make sure we get him and then I'll, I'll pull him up. <sighs> yeah. The, uh, we had the string of uh, a million slot wide receivers added to the Giants, and then I was, you know, trying to do my very um, in-depth Twitter in Google News search, and uh, there wasn't too much to be found. It wasn't. It wasn't like from that recent. It was maybe a week and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, we, a week and a half in NFL news cycle time. That might as well have been the 19th century. <sighs> Hmm. How am I going to find this? If team three You're is right, bleeding the clock right just to take Wandell Robinson, get a life, buddy. <laughs> 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 hey, 
actually probably already logged out, queued it up and said, I'm, I'm done for the evening. Melvin Gordon. Are you guys down with Juan Dale? I am. Yeah. I like it. Seems like a guy. He's a great we can cut. If we need, we can cut. That's how I, we're going to get more information by week one for sure. Like we should have a good idea of where he's out this health and he's a great play for this build. If he's like surprisingly going to play in the first few games of the year. Yeah, Giants. He could legitimately uh, be their lead receiver. I mean, other than Waller, but like their lead wide receiver. Mm. Love it. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. I mean, I can't find this report now. Maybe I hallucinated it, but it was something like he, it's his recovery has been like remarkable and it, he might avoid the pop. Yeah. Um, the. Oh. We just got paid by the guy who took JSN. That hurts. I'm not even <laughs> Everyone tipping us for giving them the players they like. Thanks yeah. for P-Ride. Thanks for JSN. Uh, Joshua says, had fun tonight, guys. Good luck, and thanks for JSN. You're sick. That's such yeah. a sick You're needle. Sick. It's sick. I wish I could it's... rip up the $20 bill uh, right in front of you, Josh. <laughs> hey, Josh, I don't feel sick to my stomach right now, just so you yeah. know. <laughs> I'm I actually happy we got Godwin. Yeah, I like Chris Godwin, and I'm not mad about it, okay? <laughs> God damn it. God. All right, here, I found the tweet. It's from Art right. Stapleton, who is a giant Love speed Art. writer. Um, <laughs> he's great. I think he is very well respected, actually, from what I've from what I gather. I'm going to try to start stealing Silva's bit of just like uh, like aggressively loving certain beat reporters. You're the best <laughs> in the fucking biz, dude. I read every word you write. You should. You know ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know fucking ball. Hey, hey, hey. Let me tell you something. You know ball. <laughs> just interrupt the guy. All right. Thank ready? you, Tyler. Yes. This is interesting. Now, this is from August 7th. So this is uh, it's almost... It's almost 10 days ago. I don't know if I should even read this, but uh, this is interesting. I've heard that maybe we should pump the brakes on assuming hashtag New York Giants with the Giants emoji. Wide receiver Wandale Robinson is staying on pup into the regular season. At the rate he's progressing from the ACL, Robinson may be back before the end of the summer, which is a stunner for me. A stunner. That guy knows ball, dude. Art knows ball. I feel pretty confident about that. All right. We did it. This team here is in the books. Our silver bullet, they told us to go get our guys. Instead, we tried to get a few values and ended up hating our team. It's how it goes. Just kidding. I actually, structurally, I actually think this is like a very well put together team. I think it's if we just swap out Godwin for JSN, we probably all feel a lot better about this. (laughs) Yeah, we would feel better about it, but we didn't do that. We didn't do that. But unfortunately, that's not our team. <laughs> I would like that team better. You are right. <laughs> it happens. Um, all right. I'm going to recap this team here from the top, and uh, and then we will uh, we'll get out of here. So Gretch and the, and the one of us who has a has a small baby can uh, can go to bed here. Uh Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, Keenan Allen, Chris Godwin, Nico Collins, Jonathan Mingo, Curtis Samuel and Wandale Robinson at wide receiver. Um our running backs, James Cook, Damian Pierce, Zach Charbonnet, Jalen Warren and Jeff Wilson. Uh some people saying uh I love your wide receivers except Godwin but a little worried about your running backs. Quarterback Lamar Jackson, uh tight ends Kyle Pitts Jake Ferguson, Luke Musgrave, also Kyler Murray at quarterback. Team defense, Baltimore Ravens, team kicker, 
Dallas Cowboys. I do like this team, fellas. I, I like it. I mean, I, I, who's worried about a running backs? This is about as strong as you're going to see. So if you're I was about getting the out backs, in front of Twitter saying they're a little worried about our running backs. All right. Well, they're they're not going to like the rest of the teams because this is a this is a robust running back team as far as I'm concerned. So we, <laughs> we we took James Cook in the sixth and hammered it after that. So uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty good. Yeah, here's the uh, the team level view of our team here. Um, again, this is this is managed. We got to get outside of uh, of basketball brain here. We will have some easy cuts um, based on kind of information on some of these wide receivers. I envision we're probably churning a couple of these wide receivers for running backs pretty quickly after after week one. Would be my guess. Yeah, but that's hopefully we get some hits and we churn the rest. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, like I said, tomorrow night, we are running this back with a draft stream with Sean Siegel. And I, I'll just tell you this right now. Uh, Sean's already floating some crazy ass builds. I mean, stuff that uh, I'm, I'm not even, uh, I think, underselling it. Uh, wanting to do some pretty crazy builds. So I think tomorrow night with Sean is going to be a treat here. Pat looks terrified. I am terrified I because you. you know how Sean does this. You know how Sean, he doesn't, he, he waits to say the craziest shit until there's 15 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, what? We got to decide I, what we're doing. I just got a really funny message the other day that was like, oh God, I just got to read this. It was a text message. I'm not going to say who it was from, but it was fantastic. It was, uh, um, Seagull has this way of writing where you see the title and go, yeah, sure. I'd love a discount on Tony Pollard. Who is it? Oh, Travis Etienne. That's pretty crazy. Guy never catches passes. Tank, tank never catches catches passes. Tank Bigsby, yada yada. And by the time I finish your article, damn, I better take Etienne around ahead of ADP on every team. <laughs> 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 like that's, I mean, he can get you onto anything. He's persuasive as all hell. He yeah. And what's really scary is Sean's going through his robust running back phase right now. You know, teens go through their rebellious phase. They go through their goth phase. Sean's in his robust RB phase right now. <laughs> okay. Um, appreciate you. Like I said, if you guys are new, uh, get subscribed to the channel. We got all kinds of draft streams coming up. We got premium content for the YouTube members, all kinds of draft streams. We got ADP chasing. Uh, I listened to that one today, Sam and, uh, Pat and Davis, when he shows up on time, doing great work over there on ADP chasing. Highly recommend that if you guys are basically drafting on any format, that information will help you. Check out Stealing Signals. As uh, you saw here, Ben burning the candle on both ends, pumping out all kinds of content. Pat has some sweet, legendary upside content that is some of it being previewed in the Fantasy Life newsletter tomorrow pat i was working on that and uh saw that the uh the mark andrews piece is getting the the big time treatment so if you want your mark andrews shares go get them now pat yeah the uh davis is apparently drafting mark andrews so we got one we got someone we got someone drafting more mark andrews <laughs> now um uh, yeah the bags are uh about to be pumped on mark andrews so this would be a good time to draft um the Mark Andrews piece, I did a follow-up with some other early-round tight ends. And then tomorrow, I've got that piece on a couple of the late-round guys that really kind of popped in some of the play-action stuff. Uh, created a new metric uh, for those that. Are great, fun with. Those are great tight end pieces. I've really enjoyed reading those. Definitely. I, I pinged you for your opinion on some tight ends for a draft because I was just like, I mean, you're, you're deep in the weeds on this stuff in a really good way. It's exciting. Pat, when you were talking about tight ends and like play action shit, I was like, this guy fucking knows ball, man. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys tomorrow.